The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We come to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. right here in Southern California. I usually would say sunny Southern California, but today it's raining. In fact, I'm just kind of hoping and praying that we don't get hit by lightning and go off the air here. So if you hear thunder and the lightning in the background, just bear with me. Hey, this show is brought to you by Me and Kids. That is spelled M-I-L-L-I-O-N, meandkids.org. And we have just an incredible Facebook page. Susie Carpenter is our media marketing director, and she literally posts new cases each week. And we are all about human trafficking, sextortion, child pornography, social media exploitation. And this particular show is designed to be an educational platform for first responders, people like fire departments, police departments, uh, even social workers, public health workers, mental health workers, people all around the world. This show goes out to 170 countries. I would invite you to follow me and kids on Facebook, but more important, I'd invite you to go to a website called Exploited Crimes, E-X-P-L-O-I-T-E-D, exploitedcrimes.com, and look us up, go under listen, and you will see we now have over 50 hours of free human trafficking training. That's right. They're categorized by subject. You can look at them and pick whichever one you want. You can download them. You can share them. You can uh, you can get an embed code and post them on your own website. It is my passion, my life's dream to literally train the entire world about human trafficking. So if you want to reach me, you can reach me at opal, O-P-A-L, at meandkids.org. That's meandkids.org. Well, we're going to talk some really tough stuff here. This is the second part of a two-week training. The first one was all about the challenge for law enforcement to get justice and protect individuals in a global world of encrypted social media and disappearing evidence. Most of you that may know of me or know me know that I literally spend hours educating myself about changes in what is happening in the world of crime and how that's affected by technology. Yesterday, I had just a real privilege to spend the afternoon with Kelly Robertson. He's with an organization called Zisher, Z like zebra, I-S-H-E-R, Zisher, InfoSec, and they are a global intelligence security uh, firm. They actually are information security analysts, and uh, they actually conduct security kinds of programs for major corporations all around the world. He had just come back from attending the Black Hat Conference in uh, Las Vegas, where literally info uh, security experts from all over the world get together and compare notes. 
And it was just really, really mind-boggling. And I do want to share some of that with you today. You see, we are really in, I think, one of the most fascinating times in all of history to be alive. And I certainly am on the high end of that generation that's doing this. But I am grateful to get to play in this arena because what is happening, if you take notes, if you start to educate yourself, if you dive in and start to understand, it is just mind-boggling what is happening in technology and more important, how do we get cases for law enforcement that we can get a search warrant? that we can follow that chain of evidence, that we can follow the money, that we can find all the perpetrators because these crimes are global crimes. I think about that a lot because I work with law enforcement and they're just great men and women, people who are just really fabulous people. And, you know, if you think about how law enforcement is structured, take your local sheriff department or your local law, um, you know, police department. You have a, you know... um, a deputy, and he reports probably to a sergeant, and that sergeant reports to a captain who reports to a lieutenant. I got that wrong. <laughs> sergeant reports to the lieutenant who reports to the captain. Oh, forgive me. I'm in trouble. <laughs> anyway, and so it's very, very structured, and it's very isolated in their jurisdiction. In other words, as many of you know, I work for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. Their structure is focused on Riverside County. However, you will find that probably, I would guess, I'm making up this number, but I bet I'm right, that 80% of those cases literally go beyond Riverside County. And so this is requiring us to have multi-jurisdictional kind of law enforcement and the sharing of a lot of data. And then what will also happen is it, it can actually go outside the country in various cases. And then how do you follow the chain of money? You, I did an entire show on this recently about cyber currency or cryptocurrency. So much of this is taking place with Bitcoin or the one I talked about last week. They actually had a case where they were uh, paying for the ads with gift cards. Backpage is the, the prominent site that does prostitution advertising, although there are hundreds of others. And they take gift cards from Best Buy. So how does law enforcement track that money? Because probably that gift card was paid for for cash. I think this is important because so many of you will come on and watch our Facebook page and say, you only got four years. You only got eight years. That creepy ought to hang. They ought to castrate the blah, 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 blah. Okay. How come? And we're saying, but they got four years. Because how do you follow the chain of evidence when you are talking about the cyber world. And I, I really want to explore that today. The type the topic is called poof, the evidence is gone. What are the one of the things that has sparked this is I try to stay current and all of the changes that are coming on in technology and give you the latest information. That's the reason why I want to archive all of these shows so that you can pick and choose the subject that you want. And it will be the latest information if you're listening to some of the latest shows. But I want you to just think in your mind a minute. Not only has cryptocurrency come in where it's hard, hard to track the money, but just in the last, oh, 6 to 12, even 18 months, we have witnessed a major, major evolution, 
maybe revolution is a better word, I'm not sure, in what is happening in cybercrime. Now, we've had the dark web, that's sometimes called the dark net, uh, in there, and and we have had that for some time. And we're going to talk in depth a little bit about how do you make a case when you go in the dark net or the dark web. In fact, I did a whole subject on child pornography and how that is operating on the dark web. And we're going to allude to some of that today because I want you to understand the case and the challenge of making those cases when, in fact, it's taking place in literally the abyss, the, the, the transformation of the net so that you don't have search engines, you, need, you don't have IP addresses, you have to be invited in. And in fact, as I pointed out in child pornography, when we talked about that, you might have a child pornography ring that's ran by somebody that might have as many as 85 or 87,000 pedophiles on it. In fact, that just happened, uh, a case was uh, last week, was discovered out of Germany. Now, I'm sure it was discovered before last uh, week, but it had was announced officially last week. 87,000 pedophiles were found out of Germany in a large-scale global global child pornography ring. Many of the people were from right here in the U.S. Some of them could have been from right here in the Los Angeles County and L.A. Riverside County area. We don't know yet until they work their way through it. But they were able to discover that in the dark web by setting a trap. But how do you set a trap for something? How do you get a search warrant so it will hold up in in court? So just to kind of give you an overview of how challenging this is, you have the dark net. We have now had Instagram, Telegram, um, Facebook Messenger, I can't even think of all of them, introduced encrypted messaging. And some of them, including Instagram, have talked about and introduced encrypted chat rooms. We now have live streaming, which disappears. We have live streaming inside a video game. Think about how hard that is for law enforcement to get a search warrant because it's already hard to track and gain evidence when you're listening into a chat room inside a video game. And especially if you can't prove that the person, the perpetrator you're chatting with, is in fact the one that's doing the talking. And then what happens when that takes place in a live stream? We're going to talk about the rule of 41 in one of these segments because, you know, a, a search warrant says this, this uh, individual has a right to privacy. I, as law enforcement, do not have a right to come into their life and invade their privacy unless I can prove that there is something out there that is illegal and I can get a search warrant to go after the evidence that that's illegal. But that search warrant might be for Quantico, Virginia, and you might find when you get in the dark web that the perpetrator is in Oklahoma and you don't have a search warrant for Oklahoma. On top of it, if that's in a chat room where there's, let's say, eight people playing a game, how do you prove that it's the person that you're trying to charge that is, in fact, doing this kind of discussion? We have disappearing video. We have, as we talked about, gift cards. We have money laundering and cyber currency. So you start to look at, for instance, this issue of a chat room, and you get into a chat room, and they start to talk, and now that chat room is encrypted. 
And so can the can law, you know, nothing is really um, hidden within the Internet. They can tell there was a message that went back and forth. But how do they can how can they prove that it's a message between point A and point B and that they actually admitted to something that you're trying to seek on your local search warrant? Do you start to get to understand the challenge of this? In the meantime, we have American citizens, as I talked about in the last set of segment, that have the First Amendment. We have a right to privacy. We have a right to believe that what we say is ours, and it's protected by free speech. However, when an American citizen goes on to the World Wide Web, that is not necessarily protected by the First Amendment. And that whole scenario changes, and the expectation for privacy changes, So how does all of this work? Well, folks, we're up against a hard break. My name is Opal Singleton. This is Me and Kids. It's bringing that to you. That is M-I-L-L-I-O-N. That's because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. Stay with us. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. BMW of Riverside. There's no place like it. From the moment you step into our showroom, you are transported to a world where our professional staff is dedicated to delivering the ultimate in customer care and service. We understand that each individual has their own driving needs. So whether it's your first BMW or your fifth BMW, we consistently deliver the ultimate in customer satisfaction. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adam Street exit off the 91 freeway or online at BMWofRiverside.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now 
Back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We come to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. right here on Voice America Variety Channel. This is just not some little podcast, some little blog. This is global, worldwide radio on Voice America Variety Channel going to 170 countries. I hope you will take the time to share these shows with everyone you know. It is my passion to educate missionaries, to NGOs around the world, first responders all over the world about how all of these crimes are changing and more important, how to prepare yourself to go against these crimes. When I read some of these cases and I realize how violated some of these adults and kids are, it just breaks my heart. You know, it always comes down to the victim, the person that is being violated in here. And, you know, our world is sucking in absolute innocent kids and social media. And it's about to become absolutely global. And it scares me to death. And this is the reason I wanted this show. Do you all realize that in 18 months, about probably no more than 24 months, the entire world will be connected by internet? That means that kids and adults in third world countries will be subject to exploitation in ways that you and I cannot even make up. When I hear about these child porn rings that have 215,000 pedophiles, 87,000, 75,000, 150,000, 45,000, 35,000, 27,000, do you guys realize I just talked about a half a million pedophiles out looking for innocent children, innocent adults that they can violate every way they can. It's all about the money, folks. And I am so proud to be connected with USC. That's, that's right, University of Southern California. I work with the Saul Price Institute of, of Safe Communities over there, and we educate law enforcement, and I work with people who do intelligence research and intelligence uh, uh, searching evidence, and I, I work with security analysts such as uh, Kelly Robertson. We have to find a way to hold hands, find that technology, find the funding, by the way, if you want to fund me and kids, I'm looking for, for not just peanuts. I'm looking for real money. we got to take this on. If there's ever a time in our life that we need to be able to protect our children and the future of our children, it is right now. And I hope to build global security networks that can take this on. Well, I want to just kind of uh, go back to the last segment. I was talking, in fact, I I got so carried away that the producer had to shut me off. I didn't realize the radio show was over. But, you know, I want to share with you the importance of you all getting the vision of what we are taking on here. We are the United States of America. We have rights to privacy. We have laws. We have search and seizure restrictions. However, all of us, including our children, are getting on the World Wide Web where there is no restrictions and, you know, very little control going on. And that means you, the parent, are going to really need to come to the table and teach our children that social media, while it's really crackerjack, 
It also comes with a massive amount of personal responsibility, and we need to start to prepare that. I was, uh, as I was researching all about the challenges of privacy, one of the things that just happened is on my computer, I got a solicitation by Nordstrom. Now, I can tell you that if you think the Internet is private, you're up in the night, and uh, as they say in Utah. <laughs> can resist that. Sorry. Nothing. Nobody ever promised you the Internet was private. Nobody owns the Internet. I can guarantee you it's not private. In fact, you know, if I go on a Nordstrom's ad out here, a high upscale retail store in our community, then I, within 15 seconds, have an ad from Chico. And they're already offering me a like model. They know my favorite colors are black and white. And they already know my size. How do they do that? They do that with artificial intelligence. Most of your websites, most of your searches are done with artificial intelligence. That's the reason why recently I was looking for a new door, and now every research that I do pops up, and they're trying to sell me a door. By the way, Google announced this week that they are now going switching from their old-fashioned search engine to artificial intelligence because Facebook uses it. Instagram uses it. All of the all the apps, WhatsApp uses it. They see what you search for and they send you like-minded stuff. This is going to get more and more competitive. Now, why is that important? Because that tells you that nothing is private on the internet. So all the time they're taking your personal data and selling it off to people like Nordstrom so that they will target an ad towards you, they are creating apps like WhatsApp, like Instagram, like Facebook that is going to be encrypted, that's got encrypted chat rooms, that has disappearing video. So all the time they're getting to know you more personally and selling your personal stuff, they're creating things that you can remain anonymous, except they can track still your searching capability. So I want you to understand that you are a pawn in a global world of commercial so, uh, commercialization. Now, this didn't just happen. I happened to pull up, and I was uh, on the, a roll on this as I was closing out last segment. Since this is part two, I kind of want to pick up on this. It was James Comey, who was the FBI director. He no longer is, as we know, and that's a whole other story. But I'm quoting him here. He's saying widespread. This is the FBI. Okay, uh, you get that? Widespread digital encryption presents a massive challenge to law enforcement. This is back on July 8, 2015, so it's already two years old. Our job is to look at a haystack the size of this country to find needles that are increasingly invisible. But that's juxtaposed against the U.S. government because they've been criticized by privacy as advocates, and tech firms for requesting a backdoor access to private user data. So what is happening here is in 2015, the FBI is saying, we're really not prepared for this. And in fact, he goes on to say in his testimony before Congress, he's expressing alarm about the use of encrypted communications, telling our senators and investigators increasingly are unable to intercept Relative reach and retrieve, excuse me, let me clean that up. He's telling senators and investigators that they're increasingly unable to intercept and retrieve 
suspects messaging. So this was two years ago that they're trying to get into this. So I'm going to give you some statistics in the next section. However, I really want to first give you a case because I want you to think in terms of reality. You see, that's what I do when I start to read. I read an article about artificial intelligence or encrypted messaging or cybercrime, and I say to myself, how is this going to play out in a real case? Well, here's a real case of child pornography. We had a guy named Buckley and a guy named McBain, and they're from the UK. Now, they were on a child porn site, and they met, and they found out that they like each other, and they like the same kind of pedophilia. So they went together and set up a new child porn site in the dark web. That child porn site was called The Other Place. Initially, they had 60 active users. Now, I want you to get the scope of this. They actually initially sent out links to as many as 2,500 child porn images in 24 hours. So do you get this? They're brand new at it. They don't know what they're doing. They've opened a new site in the dark web. This, by the way, was discovered in Australia. These guys are from the UK. So in the first 24 hours, they sent out 2,500 child porn sites in only 24 hours. He shared, ultimately, in the course of two years, he shared over 200,000 indecent images of children on the other place. And Buckley sent in over 30,000 links to the chat room. So these are two guys, a couple of hacks up in the UK, 20, uh, how's that go? 200,000. I want you to understand something. This isn't 200,000 indecent images of child pornography. These are 200,000 indecent images of children. In order to make child pornography, you need a child. And for it to be pornographic, you have to exploit that child. And these little hacks were able to do this. Now, it was picked up in the UK. Now, that's interesting because it wasn't, excuse me, it was picked up in Australia. It wasn't picked up in the UK because of their rights to privacy laws in there. So, What I need you to understand here is how quickly this took off. Law enforcement authorities discovered more than 160,000 child abuse images, and they discovered electronic diary. Why is this important? Because we're about to talk about disappearing video. This man kept a diary of his fantasies. And as long as there's a hardcore piece of information, we can track it, can't we? We can get a subpoena, we can go in, we can find it, we can use it in court. And this man kept a diary. But what happens when it's live streamed? All of a sudden, you don't have 200,000 images that you're going to go in and subpoena. So the, so the Australian police found it. They alerted the UK, and the UK got their search warrant, their, their whatever they get there, and they go out and they were able to track it. Now, these are a couple of local hacks with 200,000 images, so they're able to make a case, and we're able to read it to you because it happened. But we have two people who never met in person. It was found in Australia, and they shared 200,000 fixed images that can be subpoenaed. But what happens if they did that on WhatsApp? What if they did this in an encrypted chat room? There would be no evidence, would there? What happens if it was sold on Bitcoin? There would be no chain of of money. What happens there if they dissolved the videos? There would be no way to look at it. You would have two guys look at each other going, no, I really didn't do this. 
and it is up to global law enforcement to get the appropriate documentation to track the money, to retrieve the photographs, to maintain a chain of evidence and get them to confess. But if there is no evidence, do you think they're going to confess? And how are we going to make this case? 200,000 children being exploited will never be discovered in a world of disappearing video. Stay with me. We'll be right back. So stay with me. We'll be right back as we look at more information on disappearing videos and encrypted messaging. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. BMW of Riverside. There's no place like it. From the moment you step into our showroom, you are transported to a world where our professional staff is dedicated to delivering the ultimate in customer care and service. We understand that each individual has their own driving needs. So whether it's your first BMW or your fifth BMW, we consistently deliver the ultimate in customer satisfaction. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adam Street exit off the 91 freeway or online at BMWofRiverside.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. My name is Opal Singleton. I am the host of this show. We come to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. in Southern California time. Now, this particular show is being pre-recorded because I have some presentations I have to make. And uh, so we had to do that. But 
so you can't call in, but you will be able to call in next week. I'm really excited. Next week, I'll be returning from the Dallas, Texas uh, Crimes Against Children show, and I'm sure I will be loaded for bear. We will be telling you all kinds of new stuff. In the meantime, we are talking about the new technologies and literally how it is changing our world of crime and crime solving. And so I want to caution you a minute. We're having a rainstorm down here, so if uh, I start to go away, we got hit by lightning. (laughs) Anyway, that may have already happened. Anyway, I can hear my printer coming off. Okay, so I really want to get right back into it. So we're talking about here how to protect our children to make cases. How can law enforcement work in a world of disappearing evidence where it's hard to track that chain of evidence, where you can't track that chain of money? Well, this kind of uh, subject kind of started for me because recently I saw an article uh, that the headline is Telegram Gets Self-Destructing Photos and Videos. By the way, the links to all these cases are in the what we call an e-card on exploitedcrimes.com. And they're also on the Facebook page when we do the promotion. And they're also on millionkids.org. So you can find them and you can find the links to the story. So what got my attention is the fact that Telegram now is self-destructing. Now, I don't know how many of you know Telegram in the U.S. Those of you that are overseas will know it well. And uh, this show does play throughout 170 countries. Telegram is most well-known for being the app, the social media site that, that ISIS uses. And you'll often watch for it in the papers. And uh, you'll see that they posted on Telegram. And we, it's not as well known here in the U.S. But I, so I looked at uh, Telegram. It's, it's an update. They're adding secure messaging apps so that they've introduced self-destructing photos and videos to, to their platform. With this update, the latest software maker to utilize features originally made popular by Snapchat. So they're bringing on things very much like Snapchat, except the media content Content in the private chats can be set to self-destruct. So I want you to think about this a minute. Think about Homeland Security or FBI. You know, it's always interesting to me because what what happens here is we have a terrorism attack, maybe uh, like here in San Bernardino. I don't live too far from there. And the first thing that wants to happen is, well, what did we know about him and what did the police miss? And couldn't they have figured out that this guy was a bad guy before he set off a bomb? Well, you know, if you think it's hard now to try to track that needle in a haystack, that one individual who's something of a nut but hasn't actually bubbled to the top and done something bad, that you can go out and get him. All you can really do is watch him. How is this going to be when they start all this communication in disappearing video or encrypted messaging? The law enforcement is really, the intelligence world is really going to have to work overtime to really start to protect its citizen, which is really what we're all about. That is why I shared with you about the Comey article, because the one assignment a nation has is to protect the security the safety of their citizens. And as you can tell, this is all moving into the cyber world. But how does that work? Whether it's child pornography or whether it's, you know, a bomb threat or whether it's ransomware or whether it's hacking into major databases, how can we do this if the communications world is either taking place in the dark web 
or taking place in disappearing video or encrypted chat rooms, and especially if that chat room is in a video game, because already it is very difficult. The reason I bring that up about Telegram is that this is starting to be a major resource for terrorists and homegrown violent extremists to be able to access and groom, recruit, indoctrinate our young people, especially if it's taking place within a video game. In fact, that is happening. We're seeing ISIS in there. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but chat rooms have sub-chat rooms. And now if they're encrypted sub-chat rooms, you literally have a young man, let's say he's 15, and he's tapped into one of these highly violent games, and he's in there, and he's playing this all day long, and he's in a chat room, and they're talking to him, and he's got to keep his score up, and they're teaching him to shoot these violent guns, and they're teaching him that, you know, America is, is not a good country, and that their country is. And they start to indoctrinate him, and the communication is going on within a group, and that young man is getting acceptance in that group. But it's an encrypted chat room inside a video game where he's watching videos that disappear. So one of the apps that I started to study is WhatsApp. Now, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. Now, I listened to a, a speech made by the, the uh, security officer, I think it was, the high-tech security officer for Facebook at Black Hat. And, you know, he talks out of both sides of his mouth because Facebook was one of the first groups to open up a website, a legitimate website in the dark web. And make that accessible to people. In fact, I have some information on that. I'll probably get to that in the next segment. But I want to stay with WhatsApp. WhatsApp, W-A-T-S, app, in case I stutter. I say words funny sometimes. And if you're listening to me in Paris, I may not be coming out right. But a WhatsApp is huge in Europe. It's absolutely mega big in Asia. So Facebook, what was interesting is Facebook announced their their second quarter revenue results two days ago. And that gave us a chance to look at how big WhatsApp is. And it's amazing. They literally now have a billion people who use the service each month. A billion, a billion, okay? This is not small time we're talking about. This isn't the only interesting statistic the WhatsApp shared with them. They have a monthly active user base of 1.3 billion users, that's with a B. The community now shares more than 55 billion messages per day. They share more than 4.5 billion photos per day. They share more than 1 billion videos per day. And they have just announced disappearing video and encrypted messaging. They have what they call their Instagram clone, okay, in here. I believe it's called status, WhatsApp status. It's instant messaging. All of this is very important when you start to think about how challenging it is for law enforcement to get a search warrant, to follow a chain of command 
to follow a chain of evidence and make a case. The other thing that is happening is literally clutter. And, and I don't know what else to think of it is except cyber clutter that is happening. Because if there's a billion messaging going back each day, if there's 55 billion uh, videos, you know, how do they find that needle in a haystack? Even if they could get a search warrant, how do they see it? One of the things I'm about to tell you is our law enforcement is going to have to go on the offensive. That means setting up sites like me and kids, like, excuse me, me and kids didn't do that. FBI did that. Setting up sites like the playpen case where the FBI went in and took charge of the playpen and they operated that for 13 days. I hope you heard me light, right? The FBI went in and operated a child pornography site in another person's name for 13 days, and they were able to track down and find out that there was as many as 215,000 pedophiles on it. They didn't identify all of them. Now, this is a challenge because how do you get a search warrant? In fact, I can tell I'm not going to get to the rule of 41 on this, but what they did is they got a local search warrant. And then they found out that their first perpetrator was in Oklahoma. Their first search warrant was in in, um, Virginia. Now what has happened is gone up through appellate court after appellate court after appellate court, and they have the Rule of 41. The Rule of 41 basically now has been interpreted by appellate courts, and I guarantee you it will be contested in the Supreme Court. But they basically say for the FBI there are no rules. Okay, they can go anywhere if a child's in danger and they have enough evidence to prove it. Now, that's a dangerous thing, too, when you think about it, because if they can go anywhere, so can Homeland Security, so can KGB, because the Internet is a worldwide thing. So how do you develop global policy? How do you develop search and seizure regulation, how do you get search and seizure laws that will hold up through the chain of appellate courts going all the way to the Supreme Court? Well, you may want to watch the playpen case because now with the rule of 41, they have carte blanche and they can do that. But, you know, how does, how does this work? You know, you want to protect your privacy, but when 200,000 photographs of violated children can be passed back and forth by two hacks out of the UK in a short period of time, don't we need to be able to allow law enforcement to protect its citizens? I mean, there's a lot at, in argument here. Our government is charged with protecting its citizens. But we have a First Amendment that says we have a right to privacy and you better get a search warrant. In the meantime, all of this technology is advancing. So even with a search warrant, you can't get a search warrant for something you can't prove. You can't follow a chain of evidence that disappears. Now, nothing totally disappears. There's a footprint, but you need a a search warrant to prove that that footprint existed, but you can't get the content. You need the content to be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt in a U.S. court how someone in Milwaukee was violating a young girl in the Philippines. Darn, these segments go so fast. We're up against a hard break. Stay with us. We'll close this out shortly. Be right back. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. BMW of Riverside. There's no place like it. From the moment you step into our showroom, you are transported to a world where our professional staff is dedicated to delivering the ultimate in customer care and service. We understand that each individual has their own driving needs, so whether it's your first BMW or your fifth BMW, we consistently deliver the ultimate in customer satisfaction. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adam Street exit off the 91 freeway or online at BMWofRiverside.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. My name is Opal Singleton and this show is brought to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. in California time. I bet you're not up at that time. It's probably night in Paris anyway. Hey, we really appreciate you following us. We really appreciate having the supporters that we have. We really appreciate the financial backers that make this happen. It is our desire to create a global network to educate people around the world to keep them current on what is happening in crime, in technology, and being able to take on especially the exploitation of children. My motto is never again. So we are deep in a talk about technology, and I know this is very technical. I appreciate you following me, but I want to just kind of share with you. You know, it's kind of a, a ghost story that goes on here. Clear back in 2014, we were talking about, we weren't on the air at that point, but I was pointing out that in the BBC in the UK was announcing that Facebook was setting up a legitimate site in the dark web and they were setting up in 2014 to access the dark web through Tor. 
Tor, T-O-R, is a browser kind of thing. It's a, it isn't a browser. It's a special kind of router that you need. You cannot just go from the clear web or the interweb, or excuse me, the inter net kind of thing. You can't just go from the surface web into the dark net. You can't. You need a special Tor browser. Now, there are other kinds of browsers. Um, maybe I'll maybe one day I'll take on a show like that, but most people have Tor. If you see dot .onion, that tells you they have a Tor browser. So in 2014, they're saying that, oh yeah, they're setting up this site in the dark web, but you know, they're just doing it to help the people in China, Iran, North Korea, and Cuba. And in fact, you know, it's really not bad to be in the dark web. China in particular is, uh, you know, has a lot of censoring that goes on. Now, I'm not going to dispute that. I'm sure that if you live in one of those countries that restricts Internet access, you're looking for a way to talk to other people with anonymity. And so I'm not going to say that isn't a legitimate use. But I am going to tell you that it is my opinion on these very large cases that we're seeing that most people are operating in the dark net in a way that is not helpful, is not beneficial to society, and exploits other people. In fact, one of the reasons I wanted to read you that old news from 2014 is there is new news on July 31st, 2017, where literally a, uh, his name is Roger, Roger Dingledine. Roger Dingledine, and he is speaking on behalf of Facebook at DEFCON in Las Vegas, one of these big shows that we went, uh, that my firm went to. And he's saying, now he works for Facebook, he's saying that the media has wrongly labeled it as a haven for illegal activities. In fact, he's saying, uh, you know, that people like myself that are saying that there's heavy use, illicit use in the dark web is just simply not true. Now, he's one of the, excuse me, he's not with Facebook. He's one of the co-founders of Tor. And uh, and his name is Roger Dingle Dine. Dingle Dine. And he's one of the founders of Tor. Now, he's saying, no, nah, it's not that bad. Now, you talk about protecting self-interest. He's saying only 3% of Tor users connect to the hidden using uh, .onion, and they're probably using it for stopping the website owners from tracking them. They just really want a little privacy. In fact, what is interesting is Facebook, now that it's opened up in the dark web, is the most popular website visited by Tor users today. More than a million people visit Facebook using Tor browsers thanks to the network's hidden service. So you get what is happening is they're going in, a million people are going in since Facebook is in the dark web, and Tor is saying, nah, it's mostly just, you know, people that want to have anonymity. But what he's not telling you is that's how they meet up. Remember our story in the UK? They met on a legitimate site, and they decided to set up a child porn ring in the dark web on an illegitimate site. So I'm not buying his bunk Okay, you can just take me up my word for that. So WhatsApp has amazing numbers, as we talked about on there, that are people that are using WhatsApp, and now they have moved into encrypted messaging. A billion videos a day 
4.5 billion photos and 55 billion messages a day going through. Well, Instagram also has the same thing. Instagram introduced Instagram Direct, 300 million users. Hey, I'm going to give you a test quiz. This word is called ephemeral. E-P-H-E-M-E-R-A-L. That's the first link on our promotion for our show. Ephemeral, excuse me. Ephemeral. And that means lasting one day or lasting a very short time. So I hope I just increased your vocabulary. Because Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, and now Telegram are now ephemeral. Lasting only a short period of time. That means it allows you, Instagram Live now allows you to broadcast video to your followers in real time, but you will only see it while it's live streaming. There's no replace. So how are you going to build one of those, those databases with a million violated photos of a child? Because there are no replace. You can only play it for a short period of time. It's ephemeral. They disappear as soon as the stream stops, and that will change everything. Instagram Direct has 300 million monthly users using that kind of service. Facebook Messenger added end-to-end encryption so that they can do their primary messaging. Snapchat always has disappeared, but now they have Snap Money so that you can monetize it. You know, money that isn't traceable, money that you is anonymous. So you now have your big leaders. By the way, these are all owned by Facebook, except for Telegram. I don't know if Telegram's owned by Facebook. Folks, we are going on the ride of our life. This is our children's future at stake. We must fund law enforcement. We must fund technology for law enforcement. I hope somebody will fund million kids to play in this technology game. Out there are millions of kids who are being violated, who are being exploited and being filmed and being selling that film over and over and over as pedophiles around the world meet up and live streaming events, pay-per-view events where they pay money. Literally billions of dollars are going around the world to cartels and pedophiles while some innocent child is being exploited. And those photographs are going around the world. Our world changed one day when we weren't watching. I know this is technical. I know it's heavy. I know that it's hard to bear. But I need you to come on this journey with us. Listen to us. Share this show everywhere you know. Write to me at Opal at Me and Kids. If you can afford to donate, go to www.meandkids.org. And I will say thank you personally for your donation. Folks, we appreciate you. This show comes to you every Thursday. This show will be archived on exploitedcrimes.com. And I so much appreciate your following, your friendship, all of you all over the world, in Europe, in Canada, in Asia, and right here in the U.S., We cannot do this business without you. I hope this show is educational. If it is, write to me and let me know who you are, where you're at, and what you want to do about it. We hope that you will stay with us and that you'll join us again next next Thursday on Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. See you next week.
Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.